0: Tennessee, 2016. It was another year, another Thanksgiving at the Guy household. 28-year-old Joel Jr. was home from college, sharing the meal with his parents and sisters. After stuffing themselves with turkey and all the trimmings, the sisters went home, leaving the undergrad with his parents. The following Monday, Mrs. Guy didn't show up for work. A police detective performed a check of the house. There he found the boiling head of the woman on the stove. Blood was smeared on the walls and floors. Body parts were stuffed into plastic containers, which were scattered throughout the home. Sometime over the Thanksgiving weekend, Joel Jr. allegedly stabbed and disemboweled his parents. He tried to dispose of their bodies in bleach, hydrogen peroxide, and other household chemicals. Authorities believe the murders were over money. According to family members, Joel Jr.'s parents were going to scale back the financial support for their son's education. California, 2008. Recently divorced, Bruce Pardo showed up at his in-law's house on Christmas Eve, 2008. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit and carried a large wrapped package. Pardo was not there to party with the house full of revelers. His eight-year-old niece greeted him at the door. Pardo pulled out two handguns and shot the girl in the face. From there, Pardo executed everyone he came across, including his ex-wife and in-laws. Nine dead in total. Once finished, he unwrapped his present, a homemade flamethrower which he used to torch the house. There were survivors, some of whom jumped out of the second floor window, but the trauma would last a lifetime. Pardo was found dead the next day of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Missouri, 1989. Dan Short was the president of his town's bank. On a cold October morning, his body was found taped to a chair in Grand Lake, several miles from the bank. It was believed he was unconscious, but alive at the time he was thrown into the river. Bank security cameras were damaged and $70,000 was missing from the vault. Authorities believed Short's killers abducted him from his home in the middle of the night and took him to the bank. There they forced him to give them the money. From there they taped him to a kitchen chair with weights attached and drove him to Grand Lake where they dumped him. Dan Short drowned to death. His killers were apprehended where they either died in prison or currently await execution. Florida, 2019 Two Best Buy delivery men, Jorge Luis de Prelechazo and David Gonzalez delivered and set up an elderly woman's new washer and dryer. Gonzalez had to make a call to the office, so he stepped outside. A few moments later, he heard screams from inside the house. He ran inside and saw blood. Then, he saw the woman's burning body. His coworker, Lechazo, had slipped out and was speeding away in the delivery truck. He was soon caught and admitted to police that he beat the woman to death with a mallet and then poured acetone on her. He set her on fire and fled the scene. Lachazo has been charged with first-degree murder, first-degree arson, and armed burglary with battery. Oregon, 1983 A frenzied mother pulled into Mackenzie Williamette Hospital, her three children in the back seat, each one shot. The mother's name was Diane Downs, and her panic had more to do with getting her story straight than her children's injuries. Down claimed her and her children were driving down a rural road when a strange man attempted to carjack her The man shot her in the arm and fired into the back seat where the children sat. Investigators were suspicious of Downs' calm demeanor as she recited her story. One of her children was already dead and the other two suffered grievous wounds. There was also the matter of one of the first things Downs did after arriving at the hospital. She phoned a man whom she'd been cheating on her husband with. While their conversation remains a mystery, what was apparent was that witnesses saw her drive quite slow after the incident, as opposed to the high speeds she claimed to drive to get her kids medical help. Downs was later convicted on one count of murder and two counts of attempted murder and criminal assault after one of her surviving children testified against her. Diane Downs was sentenced to life in prison, plus 50 years. Her motive? Prosecutors believe Downs' lover didn't want children. Downs thought if they were out of the way, then the affair would continue. France, 1933. Christine and Leah Papin were two sisters who worked as live-in maids for a variety of families. In 1926, they found work for the Lancelin family. René Lancelin was a retired solicitor who shared the house with his wife, Léonie, and their young daughter, Genevieve. Years into their working arrangement, Léonie developed severe depression and took to abusing the Papin sisters. One incident saw the woman bashing the girls' heads into a wall. On February 2nd, 1933, Rene was supposed to meet his wife and daughter for dinner. When they hadn't arrived, he went home in search of them. He found the home dark. Thinking they were on their way and he had just missed them, he proceeded to the party. The Lancelin women never showed up. With his son-in-law and a policeman in tow, Rene returned home. The place was still dark, except for a light in the Papin sisters' room. Once inside, they found the bodies of Madame Lancelin and Genevieve. They had both been bludgeoned and stabbed to the point of being unrecognizable. Madame Lancelin's eyes had been gouged out and were found in the folds of the scarf around her neck. One of Genevieve's eyes was found under her body and the other on the stairs. Inside the Papin sisters' room were the young women, naked in bed together. A bloody hammer with hair still stuck to it was on a nearby chair. The sisters immediately confessed to the killing. Leonie and her daughter had been out shopping that day. When they returned home, no lights were on in the house. The Papins explained that the power outage had been caused by Christine plugging in a faulty iron. Leonie became angry and attacked the sisters. Christine lunged at Genevieve and gouged her eyes out. Leah joined in the struggle and attacked Leonie, gouging her eyes out as ordered by Christine. Christine ran downstairs to the kitchen, where she retrieved a knife and a hammer. The fatal assault continued for, what experts believe, about two hours. Both sisters were found guilty of their crimes. Jurors believed Leah acted under the influence of her sister, so she was given a 10-year sentence. Christine was sentenced to death, but her sentence was later commuted to life imprisonment. She starved herself to death a few years later. Hong Kong, 1999. A 23-year-old nightclub hostess was kidnapped by three men and one of the men's 13-year-old girlfriend after allegedly stealing a wallet from one of them. They took her to an apartment where they beat and tortured her daily, all over a cash amount of $2,560. After a month, the hostess died as a result of injuries. She was then dismembered. Her skull was placed inside a Hello Kitty mermaid doll and the men discarded the rest of her remains. Only the woman's skull, one tooth, and some internal organs were recovered. The girlfriend of one of the men led police to the scene. The three men were convicted of manslaughter because the remains were not sufficient to show whether the victim was murdered or died in any other way. However. The trio were sentenced to life in prison. New York, 1955. William Woodward Jr. was the heir to the Hanover National Bank fortune, among other legacies. His wife Anne was a former actress and dancer. Their marriage was turbulent from the start, but they maintained enough peace to parent two sons, Jimmy. And Woody. After attending a dinner party William and Anne returned to their home going to their separate bedrooms with loaded shotguns nearby. Apparently there were reports of a prowler terrorizing the neighborhood. The dead of night. Anne heard a noise on the roof. She went into the hall with her shotgun. She saw a figure in the shadows. She blasted the stranger with her shotgun. The man was no stranger. Upon their arrival, police found Anne cradling her husband's dead body. Police arrested Paul Worths soon after. He admitted that he had attempted to break into the Woodward's house on the night of the shooting but abandoned his plan once he heard gunshots. Speculation abounded that the deceased's mother paid Worth's to say he had attempted to break into the house in an effort to exonerate Anne. Anne was never tried because a grand jury determined no crime was committed. William Woodward's death was an unfortunate accident. Despite this, Anne was banished from high society. No one wanted to associate with such a scandalous person. Anne spent the rest of her life traveling and having relationships with younger men. In 1975, Anne committed suicide by swallowing a cyanide pill. The Woodward sons were asleep at the time of their father's shooting. After Anne's suicide, Jimmy jumped to his death. Woody later killed himself at age 54.